Prepare yourselves for a journey through history. Get equipped for adventure. Grab your power gloves and super scopes. For it's dangerous to go alone. This is the Legend of Retro. Hello everyone and welcome to this week's episode of the Legend of Retro podcast. My name is Xander and today I've got a full table. I'm here with Craig WK. Yo. And Chops. That's me. And The Glitch. Yo, what's up? And because we're killing time while we wait for the uh, results of our stage theme bracket to wrap up, we, uh, we're we going to do something we did uh, last season. Uh, and we're going to look at a top 100 list, uh, except this time it's from a reputable source. Uh, well, mostly. Uh, IGN's top 100 PlayStation 2 games. So we're going to break this up in, into two episodes like we did last time. We're going to do... Uh, 100 through 51 and the next episode is going to be 50 through uh through one or is it 100 i don't remember how it goes anyway we're going to split it in half 50 yeah i'm upset that it's not um the more reputable source of the last survey we did. complex yes complex i mean well i've got they were premier premier well i do have some good news for you chops they had a top 50 that oh, I pulled up. Oh, yes, yes. And I thought yes. maybe we would review a little bit of that too. Perfect. Because, I mean, when you're the creme de la creme, it's all you want to hear, right? Right. So, um, can we first point out that uh, this, this wonderful, reputable source, Chops had to be told the name. He couldn't even remember what the <laughs> heck that site was called. It's so early <laughs> recording this. That's why. Yeah. I'm like the opposite of my brother. When he says it's so late when he records, it's so early. <laughs> yeah, we, uh, we are recording in the wee hours of the morning because we are idiots. All right, so, so uh, what do you get? What do you guys think of the PlayStation Two? Before we jump into this, because um, like, just like last time, we're going to go over our personal top ten PlayStation Two games. How do you guys feel about the PlayStation Two as a whole? So, arguably, it's the greatest system ever made. It, well, fact, I wouldn't argue for it. the fact that how many units were sold. It was backwards compatible. The graphics were amazing at the time. I mean, I guess you could say that about any system, but. I mean, just look at the sales. It, mm-hmm. it was basically at everyone's household. It was your DVD player. It was, it was that transition from this isn't just a console. It's a, it's a, a media console. center. Yeah, it's a media center. Yeah, it's the. It's probably my number one system. I had or played or have ever owned. I played. I feel like I've played more games on that than I've played on any other system, including like modern PS4, which has like PS2 and PS1 games. <laughs> Um, and I, I feel like it was a system that all my friends played, um, until like Xbox came out and then it was like half and half, but mostly it was PlayStation two. I, uh, honestly, I, you guys are going to see that I had a weird phase during PS two. All of my like top 10 choices are really weird, stupid games, uh, I was at this time, it was like the height of my obsession with RPGs and, uh, I was getting into anime. Uh, in fact, uh, uh, the first few things I bought for my PS2 weren't video games. It was Gundam wing DVDs. Yes, it was. Oh, nice. And so, uh, which didn't even hold up, which is terrible. Uh, but, uh, 
Yeah, so I, I have a lot of weird stuff in my PS2 lineup. And, uh, and the weird thing is, is the PlayStation 1 had so many more really good RPGs. Like the PS2 had some, some solid RPGs on the list. But I don't know, when, I'm, when I remember it back to the PS2, I look at like the list of RPGs and I go, oh, I, I wasn't really all that interested or didn't play hardly any of these. Yeah, for me, um, I had the, during this generation, which was the GameCube, PlayStation 2, and Xbox, I had all three systems. And I played a lot more GameCube than anything else. I had a PlayStation 2, and I definitely played those games. But there are some games that released on the PlayStation 2 that are hailed as like, this is the, the best game on this system that I played elsewhere. And so I don't necessarily think of them as PlayStation 2 games. But uh, yeah, so you'll see in my top 10, it's also like, that you're going to do that? Really? Like, What's the time frame of release for PS2, Xbox, and GameCube? So- PlayStation 2, and I'm doing this off memory, I'm not looking it up. Um, PlayStation 2, I believe, came out in 1999. Because I feel like it was my first year of high school. Like, it came out that that holiday season. Uh, GameCube, or no, maybe it was 2000. 2000, GameCube, GameCube was 2001, and I believe Xbox was also 2001. PS2 came out in March of, in Japan, on March 4th of 2000, and October of 2000 for yeah. the United States. And that tracks because my first year of high school was 1999 into 2000. And then GameCube came out the next year. Yep. And Xbox release date. Xbox was 2001. 2001 as well. well, Yeah. Yeah. And I think the Xbox beat the PlayStation, beat the GameCube by like a week or something like that. Yeah. It was the same month. Yeah. It was November. It would have been November 17th for the Xbox because that's, you know, Halo Day or whatever. So PS2 Um, has a full year on them. Yep. A full year of nobody able to getting being able to get their hands on one. I recall people like stealing uh, empty boxes and giving those as gifts and making it a huge joke. Yeah, because yeah. I, I don't remember getting one when it first came out. I think I got mine much later. Yeah. I, uh, so I lucked out. Uh, I asked my mom if I could like wait in line and get a PS2, and she was like, "No, you have school." And I was like, mom, school's stupid. I'm never going to remember anything I'm learning that day, but I'll always have the PS2. And she was like, no, you can't. Uh, And so I didn't think I was going to get a PS2 uh, until my grandparents on my mom's side uh, stayed up till the like midnight release at like a like a Montgomery Ward or whatever it was like uh, uh, in their little small uh, 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 town well they lived in a really small town uh but even the you know the city nearby wasn't very big they live uh out in like the irish hills area of uh lived out in the irish hills area of michigan and uh they were cool enough to wait in line get me the ps2 which i then couldn't touch until christmas <laughs> was that the worst like hey we were able to get this sitting there you can't open it until christmas it's like then why could- even tell me I couldn't watch DVDs. I, that was going to be my DVD player. I couldn't play Orphan, Scion of Sorcery. <laughs> I couldn't do anything fun. Oh, yeah, this list is bad. <laughs> Coincidentally, your mom did let you go stand in line for the GameCube a year later. That's true, yes. I wasn't I allowed was, to do that. I was with you for that and got my GameCube, and then I had to give it to my parents to give to me for Christmas the following month. <laughs> yeah. 
All right. So enough, uh, enough lollygagging. Let's get into this list. Yeah. We got a lot to cover. So top 100 game, according to IGN, number 100 is guy. Hand. Oh, I thought, don't we give our our predictions? (laughs) No, we We told you we would tell you when you need to do everything. Don't worry. This is going to be, we will guide your hand. Don't worry. Are we sure we shouldn't do predictions? See what you did there. No, we're going to, so here's, even though we, we discussed this before, here's how this is going to work. We're going to cover number 100 through 51. We might sprinkle in some top 50 from complex. And at the end of the episode, we'll give our 10 through six from our top 10 list. And then at the beginning of next episode, which will be for our Patreon listeners on game shark, we're going to give our top five predictions. We'll go through 50 through one, and then we'll give our top five. Got it. Personal. I wasn't listening, but sure. <laughs> God hand number 11. Number 11. Sweet. It's definitely culturally significant, if I, I don't can say. Know, this game, the name sounds familiar, it's, but uh, I don't know what it is. It's a beat-em-up by Capcom that was directed by Shinji Mikami? Mm. Makes me want to play it in retrospect. Yeah, that's interesting. I, uh, I, I've heard of it, but I never played it. Same. It's easy to mistake God Hand for a terrible game, but look past the rough exterior, the abrasive presentation, and the comically bad environments and tongue-in-cheekiness of the characters, and we promise there's a diamond of gameplay to be here. Oh, that's a Xander game if I ever heard one. Well, it sure is. It sounds like Resident Evil the beat-em-up. It's Shinji Mikami, and it's like a, a cheesy, uh, tongue-in-cheek, terrible... Yeah, no, it's, it's Resident Evil the beat-em-up. Mm-hmm. I think I remember the cover for this game just being like a fist going down and just said God hand. I'm like, oh, a okay. fist with tribal tattoos. Yeah. yeah, I remember that. We were all really into tribal tattoos then. <laughs> yep, we all have them. Um, <laughs> so yeah, I mean, I guess it's 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 probably up there. I just uh, have any of us played this? Nope, nope. So it looks like this is going to be a Tony. Make note: retro relapse. <laughs> all right, doing it. I'll purchase it right now on eBay. Number 99, oh. Karaoke Revolution. Nice. Uh, I'm leaving this one to you, Xander. I never played Karaoke Revolution. What? It's a rhythm game. You it's had to sing- have. It's a singing game before I started going to bars and doing karaoke, though. <laughs> I didn't know how cool it was going to be. Man, I wish I had that game. Yeah, I wish I had it, too. You, you do have it, don't you? I never played this game before. <laughs> was this was this part of your research for today's episode? No. Daniel wakes up in the morning to, hit, to your sweet, sultry sounds of you Ooh, singing karaoke. Child of mine. No, I don't I, think uh, it was those songs, Tony. <laughs> you so don't this know, was man. this was uh, developed by Harmonix, which I didn't know. Oh. Which uh, also did the original Guitar Hero and and then went on to Rock Band, and you can see a lot of uh, the Rock Band vocal kind of things uh, through here. So it's it's just checking for pitch, and uh, it has the, the the crowd meter similar to uh, to Guitar Hero. But uh, yeah, I never played it because I just I'm not generally into pop songs, so it didn't interest me there. And it was singing, which I didn't have any interest in when this game came out. Yeah, I'm tone deaf. It's Nah, not appealing to me. All right. Well, it's culturally significant for sure. Let's move on to 98. What? This is going to be another winner. You ready? 98 is a snowboarding game. Madden NFL 2005. Really? Oh. Yeah. Wow. I'm surprised that's not higher. Uh, so, 
Yeah, I mean, uh, the PS2 had a lot of really good sports games. Uh, and would 2000, Madden 2005 be like one of the last ones they had done for the uh, PS2? No. No, they did. They kept making the Madden games for quite some time because why wouldn't you? Yeah, I think they, yep. they, I think they even made like 08 or 09 on the PS2. Seriously? Yeah. Wow. Yeah, sports games were just ported wherever they could because they were money makers. That's true, and the PS2 had such a large like install base, if you will, mm-hmm. that you know, yeah, I guess that makes sense. Uh, aren't, aren't they still making PlayStation Two games? Like, isn't there like some weird soccer game that still comes out for PlayStation Two, or did that stop a couple years ago? I thought I, Persona was the last one. Anyway, yeah, Madden. Let's move on. Yep. Uh, SOCOM 2 U.S. Navy SEALs is number 97. This is one, I'm assuming there are other SOCOM titles that will be higher in the list, but if not, I'm surprised that this one is low as it is. Yeah, I played this one. This one was a lot of fun. And this well, is this is the early days of, like, being able to play your games on the internet, at least for home consoles. Well, yeah. well should, SOCOM is known for its early adoption into online gaming, and I think you could even do it on the, could you do it on the PS1? No, I don't think there was a, a option for online play on the PS1. Okay. Well, yeah, SOCOM, the first one, you could do online play as well. Um, and it was extremely popular, but, like, I don't I don't remember it being ever more popular than, at the time, like a Medal of Honor game or an original Call of Duty game. I don't ever remember it having a huge following. I uh, I don't know. I remember uh, I I never really got into the SOCOM games myself, but I remember quite a few people talking about them and being excited. Uh, you know, back in uh, uh, when they were coming out. Yeah, I remember the just from working in retail at the time. I know that the game was incredibly popular, but it was just I never got into military shooters, so it just never never really interested me. But okay, so, I know uh, of the popularity, so I'm not surprised that it's on the list. So, spoiler, it doesn't look like I'm getting a copy of God Hand. It's about 150 bucks on eBay. Uh, oh, yeah. Don't the karaoke do revolution's five bucks, guys. Slash, you already nice. own it. <laughs> Slash, yeah, sure. <laughs> I don't need to buy it. Number 96 is Max Payne. A rock star action game. That's another one I'm surprised is low on the list. That's yeah, a really I- good game. I uh, I thought that would be a little lower on the list. It, it wasn't really a game for me. I had never really played it that much or anything, but uh, uh, I remember it being pretty big and exciting, especially at least when it first came out. I don't know, maybe it didn't age as well or something. I never played it. I also never played it, despite it being... I'm sure I would enjoy it because it's Rockstar, and I, and I tend to enjoy most of the games that they put out. I well, just, so you played... Uh, Xander, you played Stranglehold, that John Woo game on the 360. Yeah. I mean, it's basically that. Fair like enough. It's a copy of that. You got bullet time. It's a shooting game. You know, third person's perspective. It's really cool. Yeah. So, <laughs> I can see it being on. Again, I'm also surprised it's not higher, but I'm fairly certain that like Max Payne Two will probably be on the list and be much higher because that just seems to be how a lot of oh, these lists yeah. go. Number ninety-five is SSX Tricky. Snowboarding. Snowboarding game. Yeah. Yes. Fun. Nothing. Again, Another game I've not played, but I know it was very popular. I was a cool borders boy. Me too. I was a snowboard kids guy. <laughs> I don't even know what that is. That's you don't 64. know snowboard kids? Get out yeah, of here. Yeah, at 64, nope. Chops. It was Mario Kart on snowboards. 
It was awesome. Do you, do you throw shells at each other still? No, you like drop pans and stuff though. Pans. That's yeah. great. Uh, yeah. So SSX Tree. Anybody? Did anybody play this? Yeah, I played it a little we're, bit. We're gonna look like giant dummies here. You know. That? <laughs> That's not how we normally look. In hindsight, uh, I wish we had a list for an older system because I feel like PS2 is even like, ah, it's a little new for my blood. <laughs> Number 94, Killer7. This was a game I always wanted to play, but I just never got around to it. Yeah, Killer7 is a really neat game. Uh, I had rented it, uh, but I've learned more about it as time has gone by. And yeah, it's it's a really weird game uh that was uh i i mean i guess i'm not super surprised it's not lower on the uh uh on the list but it, i guess it was also on gamecube as well i think it's yeah, cell shaded i'm pretty sure it was also on on the original xbox it's a suda 51 game mm-hmm. uh the guy who went on to do uh no more heroes uh quite a few oh, other- I could- I could totally see that art style here in this game. Yeah. Yeah, it's it's a really like uh uh weird bizarre game. Uh uh the description on Wikipedia says it has a stylized art house approach with like a complex noir plot. Yeah, it's a super bizarre game and you can tell Suda51 had his hand in it. It's uh, uh I'm I'm surprised it's not a little lower on the list actually. I'm sure there's plenty of other Maddens that needed to be put on the list. <laughs> and FIFAs. Number 93, finally a game I've played. Fight Night 2004. Boxing, you guys right? play Fight Night? Yeah. Yeah, I, nope. I've never played it, but I, I'm i aware I of it. watch you play this, Sander? Because that sounds familiar. So it's, it was EA's uh, boxing franchise where they, uh, they went in kind of like um, Skate. If you guys remember Skate. Uh, how they did the controls it was all through analog sticks and you had to like flick the sticks a certain way to get things done okay. uh, fight night was kind of the same idea you had the two analog sticks and if you wanted to throw a jab you would just press up on your respective left or right uh, stick if you wanted to do a hook you would go to the left or right and then up and then if you wanted to do an uppercut you'd start from the bottom and then swing it up so like oh, that's cool kind of like you're throwing your fists yeah i remember but, you mentioned on the super punch out Mac was like an unlockable character in one of these games. Yep, in Fight Night Round 2 they came Round out uh, okay. for, for GameCube. They put Little Mac in there and, and Super Punch-Out was an unlockable game, which is my primary reason for wanting to play it. But these games were, were really solid. They, they brought back uh, classic fighters. Uh, the graphics were decent and it was just a really cool play style. So um, assuming they didn't put Round 2 or any others higher than this, uh, I'm a little surprised it's down at 93, but again, it's a sports game and PlayStation 2 had a lot of other original um, story slash anime type games that were probably much higher on the list. Sander, with uh, when you say uh, uh, like the the fighters in this game, are they uh, like actual boxers or? Yep. Oh, that's cool. Yeah, so you had like Muhammad Ali is I think was on the cover. Um, Thomas so yeah. Hearns. Uh, you know, I don't recall. I would have to look at a roster. And Joe I, and Lewis. I, uh, I don't think it went back quite that far. I don't think you'll see uh, a, a Dempsey Marciano in here either. <laughs> no. Mr. Right. T, Clubber That's Lang fine. is in here, though. Oh, okay. <laughs> I'm just kidding. I don't think so. What about Thunderlips? <laughs> uh, I don't know. Thunderlips or what about Bonesaw? Bonesaw is a wrestler. But Bonesaw would have been in there because Bonesaw is ready. 
Exactly. <laughs> uh, here's one I, I was really surprised it was not lower until I realized it was one of the weird sequels. Kingdom Hearts Chain of Memories. Ah. Yeah, that's the card-based one, is it? Yeah. Uh, Isn't it? Yeah. So let's see. Japan got a super cool edition of Kingdom Hearts that featured a remade version of the Game Boy Advance entry, uh, entry Chain of Memories. It'd be another year before America got this game as a standalone title. Uh, it looks... It doesn't say it's necessarily a card game. It is. If it's the remake of the Game Boy, then yeah, that's oh. the one I played on Game Boy. Fair enough. Yeah, it's like a RPG with like card game elements thrown in. Yeah, you know, your attacks are cards, and you throw them out, and they do certain attacks, and you have a certain deck amount of cards for each stage. I would so appreciate the Kingdom Hearts series more if the plot wasn't incomprehensible. Uh, it does the, the IGN. I forget does give highlights on these games, and it says finally gave gamers that cool extra game that Japan was bragging about. Makes the whole uh, Namin Namin thing less confusing. Namine. Uh, Namine. Fair enough. And card battling, but fun. Sweet. It didn't make it less confusing because uh, <laughs> it just made it more confusing. Yeah, probably. Yeah. Mm-hmm. This was also released in 2008. This was well into the PlayStation 3, Xbox 360 era. Oh, well, that, that Game Boy Advance game was, like, way, way before that. It was 2007 when the Game Boy Advance really? game came out. Yep. Oh, or no, maybe so that's when the, the remake got made in Japan. Anyway, move on. Moving on. Hey, so uh, real quick, uh, I realize I said this in the SNES one. Do you guys know how many games were released on the PS2? No, I I was going to look that up myself uh, when we were talking about, like, I'm surprised this isn't lower, and then just for perspective. Because uh, I started thinking of that, too. I was like, you know, I played several games. There's probably some that aren't even on this list. I'm going to guess it's somewhere in, like, the 5,000s. So, oh, I don't think it's that many. I think it's going to be, like, two to three. So Google Wikipedia says there's over 3,800 games. Okay. Which is a lot because I think when we did Super Nintendo, there was something like 700. I don't remember. Something like that, yeah. Well, no, 700 is, uh, I think that's how many were on the NES. Good. So, yeah, this is a top 100 out of, let's say, (laughs) 4,000. Yeah, that's a lot of games. Well, we're also getting into this as a time where, like, shovelware was extremely prominent. Yeah. Like, let's just make this game for the sake of selling because people have this system. You didn't really have shuffleware on Nintendo and Super Nintendo. Like, I mean, to a certain extent, yeah, there were some crappy games, sure. But, uh, you know. What about Chex Quest? What about Chex Quest? Wasn't that PC? Wasn't it PC? Yeah, it was PC. Yeah, it was only PC. You couldn't really make shovelware for those because it's cartridge-based, and that was so expensive. It kind of defeated the purpose. I'm just going to see myself out. Thanks. So the SNES had 721 U.S. releases, is what it says. So yeah, I wonder... So I didn't even look up PS2 U.S. releases, probably what the most of the... I can't imagine there's many imports on this list, but I mean, there could be, I suppose. 40 of those are Barbie games, probably. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> if Barbie's Horse Adventures is not on here, we know this list is bubkis. It is crap. Number 91, Colin McRae Rally 3. Uh, I've never oh, even heard uh, of this game, let alone like played a, it. Is he like a dirt bike rider? It was a launch title, apparently. Was it? Oh, sorry. The PS2 launch library was a little rough, but for racing fans, Christmas 2000 brought a fantastic present in the form of Colin McRae Rally 2, which is good. Good old Colin McRae. 
who the heck is Colin McRae? <laughs> I bet he's some kind of race car driver. Don't you remember that Primus song? Colin was a race car driver. Uh, uh, no, uh, no, no. Maybe that's just me. Yes. But it was culturally significant. Moving on, number ninety, Dead to Rights. Well, that name's familiar. Yes, this was a a Max Payne knockoff. It was originally an Xbox exclusive, but then later brought the uh, uh, brought to the PlayStation Two with hotkeys for weapons and a tweaked difficulty that made the game much more approachable. Huh. Mm-hmm. Uh, sounds awfully culturally significant, guys. So, what do you think? Yeah, like oh, I said, it I is, it, with it being a Max Payne ripoff, obviously I wasn't too much. I remember the commercials for this. Makes it seem like a way big deal. The cover has like someone on the front with like two guns pointed at out, right? I believe so. Okay. I love show you the cover. I love the uh, uh, the guy, the main character's name, Jack Slate. Nice. Uh, no, it doesn't show me the covers. It gives me a random screenshot on IGN's list. Oh, okay. No, yeah, yeah. This has a. There's a few different screenshots of it. It just it looks. Looks he looks like a prettier Doom main character. That's about it. <laughs> prettier Doom guy. Got it. Moving into the eighties, Beautiful Joe Two comes in at eight, number eighty nine. I was not a huge fan of the Beautiful Joe series. I really enjoyed the first one. I just never played the second one. I thought they were GameCube exclusives. <laughs> I think they started out that way. <laughs> The only thing I know about Beautiful Joe 2 is if you play the demo on the PlayStation Underground like Christmas thing, it will erase your memory card. Nice. What? You found that out the hard way? No, thankfully I did not have that disc. Really? (laughs) That's hilarious. Wow, I should do that as a prank to somebody. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, uh, Yeah, Beautiful Joe games are fun. Uh, uh, I can see... Somebody not being into them, like Chops, like it, it makes perfect sense because they're super weird games. Though you're also into Super Sentai series, right? Like the show, yeah. I don't know. It just strikes me that it, that would be a game like Beautiful Joe would be up your alley because of your appreciation for Super Sentai, Common Rider type stuff. Are you are you saying you just put me in a corner there, Craig? Just put uh-huh. me in a little box? Kinda, yeah. Saying saying I should like this game. Yeah. Like, well, I don't. Fair I enough. Don't it like also, this game. It requires a fair amount of skill, which is probably. <laughs> whoa, 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 whoa! Let's let's back that train up just a bit. <laughs> Trains don't back up. Next game. Monster Rancher Four. Dude, nope. Monster Rancher on PlayStation was sweet. I really wish I had gotten into the later ones. I love the highlights for this one. Scored an 8.5 on IGN, says IGN. <laughs> like, they they also struggled to give a reason why it was great. Themselves on the back I'm going to start quoting myself now. <laughs> the show. I feel uh, like uh, that is going to be the best example of IGN just being so pretentious about their own list. The Legend uh, of Retro is an excellent podcast. Chops. Chops from um, The Legend of Retro. <laughs> um, I, I will say that I never got into the, the Monster Ranger. I, I would play it at a friend's house, 
but I never got into it because he said that like your monsters die after a while, and I was like, I don't think I can handle that loss. <laughs> Imagine a little tiny uh, wake for Pikachu, and that's kind of what it's like. It's kind of really depressing. Pokemon teased it, and that was hard enough. <laughs> Number 87, Project Eden. Uh, is that the sequel to EVO? Search no. for Eden? It's often referred to as a shooter, but Project Eden is actually more of a puzzle game. Sure, players got to fa- fire their fair share of weapons during the course of the game's story, but the crux of the game was using each of the four playable characters' unique abilities to solve an array of environmental puzzles. Players had to actually switch between the characters, assuming direct control at any time or letting another player do so, using combinations of each in order to proceed. It looks neat. It looks like there's a giant robot, so I'm not mad at it. It sounds interesting. Uh, I I don't know. Like, when I think, uh, uh, like, 3D platforming and puzzle solving, I think of, like, Portal... Here's, so, I mean, it, it can't be all bad, right? Here's the highlights. Was known for being... The, uh, being uh, the, This is a typo here. Was known for being one of the first games to let characters respawn after death. Takes place in a world where cities are built far too high into the sky. Not content with mere robots, this game lets you play a cyborg. So, if you're not happy with being a robot, here's a cyborg. That's why is that? The, why is it, yeah. Why is that hyping up the game? It's not. That doesn't do anything for me. No, no, no. Hear me out. Hear me out. You know how humans are lame, and robots sure. are awesome. Yeah. We mixed a human with a robot. So you mix something cool with something lame. Yeah, because we're not content with mere robots. <laughs> I. I got these one hundred lists. What is with their like? Because you know that nobody is proofreading any of the like little descriptions because there's a hundred of them and they don't care. And so like if somebody else had gone over someone else's work here at IGN complex, they'd be like, this doesn't, this is stupid. This has nothing to do with the game. Go back and talk about the game. It's a highlight for why it's in the top hundred out of 4,000. You know what they did, right? What? They just took snippets from their own reviews of when the game came out <laughs> and just put it in there. They just copy pasted it. Exactly, that's exactly what they did. So, of course, this is written in – and when did this game come out? Did it say? Uh, that game, I switched to uh, 2001. Yeah, they probably took what, whoever wrote it in 2001 and just slapped that in there. So there's no, no, better, no better proof of that than the next game, which I'm going to mispronounce. Battle Engine Akia. It's spelt Aquila. I'm assuming it's Akia. It was released in January of 2003. Now, the beginning of the description for this game that says, any game that IGN describes as Waterworld with mechs and no Kevin Costner <laughs> definitely makes this list. What? 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 I know. What? I just, what? Water, so Waterworld Waterworld with without Kevin, without so Kevin Costner of, would just be a, a movie about people in water <laughs> it would be no point to it the game revolves around you the pilot of the world's only mech and your part in the in a war for the remaining chunks of land and a flooded world what? so if you're the only mech how is it a war <laughs> yeah like you should be winning right <laughs> 
This is so dumb. Culturally significant for sure. Number 85. That doesn't even deserve that. I don't understand how this is not higher. This actually makes me upset. Number 85 is Manhunt. Good game. Excellent game. Yeah. It's a really twisted game, but yeah. Scored an 8.5 upon its release by IGN. You you played as a serial killer, right? No, you played as... So, Manhunt, uh, you played as a convict who was broken out by this guy who loved to make smut films. And so the idea is everybody... He told everybody, uh, like all these different gangs, like, you are looking out for this guy. But then he also tells you, the only way you get out of this is to get to where you need to go and kill as many people as brutally as you possibly can. I've got cameras set up all over town, and your goal is to kill your way out of this. Oh, I forgot. You're really into smut films. I am. <laughs> no, but it was just, it was so cool. Like some of the things that they, they, you had to hide in the shadows. It was a stealth game. And then just like the over the top violence just made it like kind of hilarious at the time. And they had a really cool thing where like you could, if you had a headset, you could talk to the NPC. Like the, the thing, it, and really all it was doing was triggering that there was a noise. But like you could hide around a corner and just have your headset and go, hey, over here. And like the guys would be like, Hey, what was that? And they'd walk over and then you could like sneak up and kill him. And the other neat thing is if is because the character had an earpiece himself in the game where the the uh the guy who's like controlling you talks to you, if you had the headset, it wouldn't come through your your TV speakers. It would come directly into your ear, which is a stupid thing, but I loved it. <laughs> yeah, Xander's right. Snuff films are great. <laughs> <laughs> The over-the-top violence got it banned in multiple countries, guys. Well, I know the second one got banned overseas because uh, it was it was supposed to get like an NC rating or something. Yeah, the weird thing, Manhunt 2, I believe, was released exclusively for the Wii. No? <laughs> I have it for the PS2. Oh, sorry. It, then I think it was a launch title for the Wii and eventually came out or something like that. I remember it was just really weird. Like, why is this coming out for the Wii? And so I never played it. But Manhunt oh. 1 is, is fantastic. Well, well, I'll let you borrow it then. Perfect. We owners are totally in the snuff films. Well, I thought I it might be cool, like, if you had the nunchuck controllers, you could pretend like you're strangling somebody. Uh-huh. <laughs> oh, 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 oh. <laughs> what? Up the brakes. Up the brakes. Whoa, 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 whoa. Hold on. Let's hear the man out. What else could you do to simulate murder? <laughs> you could tie a noose and hang somebody with it. Oh, whoa, 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 whoa. <laughs> Number 84. You stay out of this, Chops. <laughs> Number 84, Gungrave. I actually always wanted to play that game. I would see it at media play mm-hmm. all the time, and I'd be like, Gungrave, man, that looks really cool. It, was, it, was it based on an anime? Uh, uh, no, it spawned an anime. Oh, okay. That's one of the highlights. Think of, it, think of Gungrave as Bayonetta's dad. Ew. No, uh, I will not do that. Yeah, no, now I'm kind of happy that I never played it. <laughs> Received yeah, a 5.0 for its import and an 8.0 for its U.S. release on IGN. Wait. Wait, a 5.0 for its import? Is that what they said? Mm-hmm. That's Wait, not good. Uh, yeah, well, <laughs> well, no, so what that means is, like, if, if you're playing an imported version, you probably don't have the story. It's probably not in uh, something you can understand. So, like, well, I guess it's not as good, but once you can kind of get the full, <laughs> once it's been cr- cr- catered for you, it's why, probably significantly better. Why rate an import, then? Y- yeah, I that blows my mind. Why did they bring in an IGN, import that they're I'm not going to understand? <laughs> well, it doesn't make any sense. 
I'm not it's IGN. Stupid. I'm just reading the list. I just love they're still putting their ratings on the list as the description <laughs> for why it's there. In case you, in case you forgot. <laughs> hey guys, we're a we're a, a video game review site. I hope you remember. <laughs> Number eighty three, Transformers from two thousand four. Uh, so not even the movies. I don't remember this one. It was uh, based on the Armada Transformers TV series. Oh, I'm looking weird. it up. Here's the highlights. Based on the Armada Transformers series, players spend most time fighting Decepti- uh, clones and not Decepticons. Mm-hmm. You ready for this last one? Developed no. in Australia. The, Atar- uh, yeah, the developer is Atari Melbourne House. <laughs> uh, I heard good things about this when it came out i don't know i uh, i didn't really know it existed honestly i uh, i was always a huge fan of transformers i i don't know how it slipped under my uh, radar it was an exclusive for the ps2 in 2004 i mean i would play australian transformers crikey good egg bumblebee <laughs> unicron was in it he's the final battle oh that's oh. sweet Unicron ain't my baby. <laughs> I know, oh, planet. That's more of a Cockney accent. I don't know. Yeah. Anyway, <laughs> number 82, Burnout 2, Point of Impact. Uh, the only Burnout I carried out was Paradise, so. I liked 3. 3 was good. I, I never played 2. I've never been huge into racing games, uh, so it wasn't a game I ever played. Well, the That's why, why I never played... played only reason why you played burnout is just to crash the cars yeah that's yeah, i should have got into it yeah so burnout was a series i didn't get into until the third one and once i realized it was less about racing and more about like crashing cars in funny ways i was like yeah okay i'm into this <laughs> and my computer standard charges broke. broke sure did <laughs> fixed it lug nut <laughs> wait is your nickname lug nut no it is now <laughs> lug nut number 81 ssx3 didn't we already have an SSX game? Uh, well, it's tricky. It's mm. tricky, 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 tricky. Good one, like that. <laughs> Thanks. I, <laughs> uh, I, uh, I always was under the impression that the SSX games uh, were were sort of like the snowboarding version of Tony Hawk. Is that the case? I, I don't think so. I never. Played what do you them? have to say? No. <laughs> All right, moving on. Culturally significant. <laughs> Number 80 is Spider-Man 2. Ooh, yeah. This was, wow. this was an excellent game. I'm surprised 82? it's not higher. Wow. Yeah. Number 80. 80. We, we, 80. Yeah. I don't know. I would have thought that would be the top 50, maybe. Yeah, me too. Unless they probably put the first one. Even the second one was better. Yeah, the oh, second it one was. was. It was totally better. <laughs> I agree. <laughs> but maybe I'm assuming I... they put the first Maybe IGN rated the first one higher, and so while they were doing the research for this list, they were like, ah, it must have been better. We gave it a higher score and slapped it in there. (laughs) Uh, This is another game that I played. I I bought this on Xbox, so I I always attribute this to to games I really enjoyed on Xbox. You had it all wrong. It's not all wrong. (laughs) Well, it's hailed as, uh, uh, like, about the best Spider-Man game ever, isn't it? Uh, up until the release of the most recent Spider-Man game, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, yeah so basically the new Spider-Man game, Marvel Spider-Man for PS4, basically took everything that was great about this game and amplified it. 
but yeah, it was one of the one of the first Spider-Man. games to really give you like a full open world. Like you could, it felt like you were swinging around. Like it was, it was really cool. And there was like random quests that would pop up, like needing to save kids' balloons, which got annoying after a while because you'd just be swinging and you hear, "Oh no, my balloon!" <laughs> and you had to go and like run up a building and get the balloon and bring really? it down to a random kid. Was that really? kid? Did that kid have a Cockney accent? <laughs> no. <laughs> You just cried. Was, was that kid also like like eighty years old? Oi, come blimey, you lost me balloon, I did. Oi, I lost me balloon. You mean to go get this spot, man? <laughs> Great game. Don't know why it's not uh, not higher. Uh, another game, uh, number seventy nine, Final Fantasy twelve. I'm surprised it's not higher. Eh. Not that I ever played it, mind you, but I've heard wonderful things about this one. <laughs> plot is is very good. The main character is kind of bland, and I wasn't a big fan of the combat system. Van, right? Von, yeah, Van. Von. Von yeah. So, yeah, it, it's like the. I felt like the game halted itself. It was slow paced, but like you said, the, the, the political storyline that they had was really, really good. Uh, does it take place in Evilise, the same as Tactics? Yeah. So it's it's a rich history, but yeah, it just was a slog to get through. No, guys, I just. Oh yeah. Does it change your mind to know that it scored a nine point five on IGN? No, <laughs> no, no. In fact, that makes me feel a little worse about IGN because that combat system is pretty crappy. Mm-hmm. What yeah, number was that? Number twelve, Final Fantasy twelve. No, no, no. But then the list, <laughs> number seventy-nine. God, Jeez. <laughs> I. Uh... <laughs> I I don't know that this game is better than <clears throat> Spider-Man 2. I don't think it is. No, no, it's not. Yeah, I and I'm a huge RPG guy, but yeah, I, I don't think that's the case. You know what's scary? We haven't come across X2 yet. You mean 10-2? Or 10-2, yeah, 10-2. Oh. It might not be on the list. I God, I hope Tony, so. Tony, Number 78, don't. Final Fantasy 10-2. No, I'm kidding. <laughs> don't be so naive, Glitch. MVP Baseball 2005. And that's higher than Madden 05? I don't know. I played a ton of Madden 05. It's the most valuable game there is. Listen, I really enjoyed Spider-Man 2, so now I'm just looking at the rest of this list. I mean, we can do that. that. I'm fine with that. Spider-Man 2 was great, so I'm surprised it was as terrible on the list as it is. I, I don't know that I've ever even heard of the MVP baseball games. Well, here's the highlights. It was the last game in the series, so there hasn't been one in 15 years. Okay. The hitter's yeah, eye bat, the hitter's eye feature tipped people off to the type of pitch being thrown. And third fact or third highlight, fact, best baseball game ever made. Oh, okay. What? See, that's where it is. I... It's so it so great the series died. Right. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, I don't know that I would count this as the best baseball game ever if I've never heard of it. Listen, they just they reached the peak, and they're like, "Well, we can't go anywhere from there, so we just got to end it." And really, is it better than RBI Baseball? Because is it better than Ken Griffey Jr.'s Major League Baseball? Is it better than Backyard Baseball? Is it no. better than Bad News Baseball? <laughs> no to all of these. Moving on. Number seventy-seven: The Mark of Cry. Mark of Cry. I don't this game know came that. out on my birthday of 2002. How do you spell Cry? Oh, K-R-I? K-R-I. Mark of Cry. Make, isn't it Mark of Cree? Well, that'd be K-R-E-E, right? 
Not necessarily. Dude, remember this game? It's a shame that the Mark of Cry is one of the forgotten gems in the PS2 catalog, but that makes sense, though, because it kind of took us all by surprise, too. At first, Cry looks like it's going to be somewhere along the lines of Jack and Daxter meets Tack, but then it busts open some skulls thanks to the most graphic violence the PlayStation 2 had seen yet. This looks dumb. This sure looks like a mediocre uh, adventure game. This was developed by the team that would go on to make the most unforgiving baseball games ever, MLB The Show. Huh. Uh, wait, 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 what? They made this game? Mm-hmm. That's such a weird change. I uh, I, I appreciate that uh, apparently the game was, uh, influ- like, the visual style is influenced by Polynesian culture. Mm-hmm. Uh, uh, but at the same time, is were they actually doing it justice and stuff, or were they just basically like, like, oh, look at this Maori, uh, uh, you know, statue we're going to slap in the middle of this game with t- tons of violence and offer no no context to the history that we're ganking from. Uh, I, remember, I remember this game coming out. I remember seeing the cover for it, and I was like, eh. <laughs> it looks very mediocre. But I've not right. played it to know for sure, I guess. So this next one's going to be one that Craig can talk about, I assume. Number 76, Artonalico 2, Melody of Metafolica. It's an anime game. Kazoon tight. <laughs> right, yeah. Uh, uh, I have heard of it. Uh, I never actually played them. Uh, I, I never really got into them or anything. Uh, but I've always been kind of curious about them. Is it an RPG? Yes, it is a super refined traditional RPG gameplay, engaging story with a difficult moral choice, and scored an 8.4 on IGN. What What does it mean to be super refined? Refined from what? It took traditional RPG gameplay and super refined it. What does that mean? <laughs> yeah, I don't know. That's super refined. It, it, so well, it's what, just like really turn-based? Maybe. Uh, the, super the, turn based you have to ask permission before you take your turn the image that I'm seeing has a lot of uh, anime girls on it so I'm assuming it's delightfully tacky yet super Ooh. refined super refined in boobs gotcha yeah I uh, uh, I think that might be one of the reasons why I never picked it up is I was just like <laughs> that's a lot of awkward anime girls for a video game I get enough of that in Tenchi Muyo let's move on Thanks for listening to the Legend of Retro podcast. We're going to take a quick break so you can hear from one of our sponsors. Imagine being stuck in a room for days, far from your friends and family while feeling sick and scared. Now, imagine being in that same room but having access to online gaming, virtual reality, 3D printing, Lego robotics, and the ability to create your own Twitch channel. At CS Mott Children's Hospital, we use video game technology to improve our patients' lives and help them reach their therapeutic goals but we can't do it without your help. Every device and interaction provided to our patients is paid for by the thoughtful donations of gamers like you. If you want to help, then go to tiltify.com slash mottchildren. That's T-I-L-T-I-F-Y dot com slash M-O-T-T children. There, you can make a one-time donation or, if you're a content creator, learn how to stream for Mott. So if you want to help other gamers like you, please visit tiltify.com slash mottchildren and play for the little victors. This next game was successfully built upon the first game to make a better experience, maintained a great sense of humor, and scored a 9.4 on IGN. That's right, Ratchet and Clank going commando. 
What? I. That's a really blanket statement, right? And improved on the first. What sequel doesn't? Craig, it refined everything from the first one. <laughs> Super refined. Yeah, uh, the whole like. 3D platformer thing that Sony did with like Jack and Daxter, Ratchet and Clank, like Sly Cooper. I never played any of them. I think I was at a point in my life where I'm like, these look like kids' games because I was, of course, uh, uh, like 2003, I was 18. So I'm like, eh, I don't need these. And then just missed out on a lot of really great games because I had that stupid attitude. I played, I think I played the first Ratchet and Clank, but yeah, I didn't go very far from there. I think I played the demo for one. I'm like, eh, 3D platformers. They never really did it for me. Yeah, I I looked at it always as why would I jump from a Nintendo system for my like 3D for any platformers when Nintendo is the one who's just you know knows what they're doing. Let's leave it to them. And so I didn't really get into Ratchet and Clank, Jack and Daxter, you know any of those. I, I've heard Sly Cooper's really good. I. Uh, but yeah, they just they never really appealed to me that much. And I'm sure I missed out on some pretty good games. Uh, but at the same time, it's like, well, I only had so much time to play video games back then. And I made my choice, and I'm kind of happy I did. I, I mean, that, it only got a 9.4, not a 9.5 on IGN. So, yeah, you know, that's nothing special. So I think the thing that Ratchet and Clank really had going for them was the voice acting and the silliness of the characters. Mm Because I think that's what made it stand out from the rest of the games that were just another, you know, hack and slash platformer for the time, whatever you want to call those, that genre. Oh, good. Trite uh, voice acting uh, and horrible, horrible humor. That's just what I want in my 3D platformers. Number 74, Maximo, Ghost to Glory. I've heard good things about it. It's like it takes place in like the Roman Empire, right? It's a it's a Ghosts and Goblins game. It is. Mm-hmm. The pre-order bonus was boxers with hearts on them. <laughs> that's that's kind of amazing, right? It joined the PS2 greatest hits library, and it was the first video game that IGN's Greg Miller ever ordered over the internet. Oh, he did. Yeah. Wow. I don't give a crap. <laughs> I remember I wanting to play this. The same thing. I remember wanting to play this game because it was a Ghost and Goblins sequel, but I just never, I I never did. Or you just play Ghost and Goblins, which is probably better than this. I mean, IGN probably... ranked it in the number six of its top ten hardest PlayStation Two games. Just so you know. I don't know how much I'm trusting IGN. It's good good for us. Yeah, they keep patting themselves on the back. Number (laughs) 70. Keep going, Lugnut. Number 73 is Kingdom Hearts 2. I did not care for the second one. Kingdom Hearts 2 is I thought was better than the first one. I uh I I I'm gonna catch a lot of flack for this, but I just feel like they're pretty mediocre games. I remember, no. I remember the games being like exciting and like looking through the, the uh, players' guides and like it looked cool. It was a cool concept. I just never got into it. I think it was very unique for its time, um, gameplay wise and like depth in the game. There really wasn't much, but it was very much a um, like I don't want to say like shock and awe kind of thing where it's like. 
you don't know who's going to appear next from like the Disney world or from the final fantasy world or how they're going to go to the next crazy over the top thing. Um, also it was very like poppy, like with like just how like the main characters in love with this girl, but like she's gone. She's gone off this Island, but is this Island real? <laughs> Are these kids real? Oh my yeah. God. Do these kids lose their hearts? It seems incredibly it was really, deep. really emotional for no reason. It seems incredibly deep for a game that features Mickey Mouse that I'm sure sold kid like little kids. Uh-huh. Like, I need to play this game. Uh, these kids lost their hearts. Well, yeah, right. You'll lose your heart if you don't uh, pay attention to me, kids. <laughs> also, uh, Mickey Mouse dies at one point. Maybe I don't know. I don't remember the storyline. Uh, I don't think so. In one of the Kingdom Hearts, Goofy dies for a while. Yikes! Uh, here's the thing. They had a really, really cool concept. You know, Squaresoft and Disney interacting with each other. And then Disney was like, whoa, 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 whoa. You think you could just interact with No, no, no. You're coming to our worlds? Disney isn't going to Square Worlds. That's stupid. And Square was like, okay, fine. And then Tetsuya Nomura kicked in the door and was like, incomprehensible story? And they were like, no, Nomura, we want it to be really simplified because of Disney. And and he was like, I got it. Don't worry. The sequel's going to have a card game in it. And then it went from there. And they were like, Tetsuya Nomura, they're like, Kingdom Hearts 2 is going to have a card game? He went, ha, 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 ha. You think the sequel's going to be the second one? That's stupid. (laughs) Yeah. Mickey wore, like, a a hoodie. He was real emo. I, I, I have, I've lost so much respect for the Kingdom Hearts games. Learning about Tetsuya Nomura, the story of them all, and the fact that it's kind of the spiritual successor to Brave Fencer Musashi and Threads of Fate, in the fact that it's like a square, three D, like a- action adventure RPG. game. Yeah, but the combat's not nearly as interesting and fun. So it's like, oh, good. You got swords that look like keys cool that's so friggin edgy i love it yeah they do have a lot of edges because they're keys yeah it's cool (laughs) and all our clothing is going to be hoodies with zippers and velcro straps number 72 (laughs) tom clancy's a long way to go tom clancy's splinter cell chaos theory now i was always more of a metal gear solid guy but I played a little bit of Splinter Cell, and they're they're enjoyable. I just they're, like the the over the top like weird action stuff of Metal Gear more. Yeah, the the espionage aspect of of Tom Clancy Splinter Cell games are pretty neat. Like like it's very technical, very bound in reality, but also super boring because of that. I uh, I think my favorite part uh, of these games by far is the fact that they've taken Tom Clancy's corpse strung it up onto like a like a, a big cross and they like dance it around and they're like oh no keep making video games with my stuff guys now here are some of the highlights according to IGN the soundtrack was by Eamon Tobin you can hear two guards talking about Prince of Persia from an air vent in the fifth level then I gotta buy this game there are screenshots from Pandora tomorrow on two televisions found in the game again another reason why I gotta buy this game you guys ever seen Billy Madison? Yes. Yes. Yeah. There's a there's a moment where uh, you find out that the the janitor 
has been taking notes for the villain of the movie just so he can like stay ahead of him the whole time. And he goes, all right, tell me what you got. And the janitor pull, he's like this really wormy looking guy pulls out the sheet of paper and he looks, it looks at his notes. He goes, okay, Billy likes to drink soda. (laughs) (laughs) Miss Lippy's car is green. (laughs) And that's what these highlights remind me of. Like what, why is that a highlight for like, overheard dialogue is that's going to sell me on this game the fact that they're talking about another popular get out of here this is so dumb (laughs) number 71 x-men legends 2 rise of apocalypse there was a lot of games like this in this era there was and i had a buddy of mine who loved them all (laughs) Uh, i i really liked them too but like eventually i got sick of it i was like well i'll play it just because i want to know the story but they got a little repetitive. I played this one quite a bit. Uh, and it's, I mean, it's fun enough, you know, for what it is. It's, mm-hmm. you know, but it gets pretty repetitive. I will say it was a great game. Uh, I mean, I know I, I don't drink and never have, but it is a fun game to watch people who have been at the bar all night try to play at three in the morning. <laughs> <laughs> what about you, Glitch? I don't, I, are you still here? <laughs> Talk. No, I'm not here. <laughs> I think he's just depressed that uh, this is a better game than Spider-Man 2. <laughs> yeah, I'm having a... <laughs> we're getting, probably just having a lot of puzz that we're not hearing from <laughs> from Tony on this one. <laughs> like, this is Spider-Man 2. Have, <laughs> of, of, of the last few games, have you played any of them recently? No. Okay, all right, good. So good we, this, was, this was discussed um, prior to us hitting record. But this is this is in Tony's dark times when he wasn't playing video games. Yeah, in fact, because uh, you guys didn't ask how I got my PS2. Um, oh. <laughs> <laughs> Excuse us. Ask? <laughs> you didn't ask me how I got mine. <laughs> uh, I actually didn't even want a PS2. My brother, my older brother Tom, was like, uh, "Hey, I want to get a PS2," and I was like, "Well, we we got a PS1. Like, we're all set. What do we need a number two for? <laughs> Play those games." And he's like, no, no, we're going to get one. And uh, this is like 2002 probably. Uh, so he bought one and was just like, just give me half. And I was like, oh, okay. <laughs> and I just gave him <laughs> half of the money he spent on it. He got and, bullied into it. <laughs> basically. So, uh, yeah, I mean, I didn't, I didn't play as many games. This was kind of like when I started falling out of video games. But you bought a ton of games because your brother bullied you into buying them. I mean, a lot of these games I own and played later was, you know, after I started collecting, I was in college, I had extra money, so. That's Glitch. Story. Glitch. Buy X-Men Legends 2. It's better than <laughs> Spider-Man 2. I don't know that it is. Give me that $30. <laughs> I got LOB 05. We're going to play that. MVP, yeah, but it's no MVP. <laughs> that story reminds me of uh, Sean the Arcade Phantom took his brother to uh, to the store one time because he had some money and made him buy Final Fantasy X. <laughs> <laughs> He's such a jerk. I hate that Sean guy. Number 70, Tourist Trophy, The Real Riding Simulator. Is it about horses? No, it's about motorcycles. <laughs> All right, well, never mind. I thought it was a horse game. <laughs> I was like, why is this horse game better than Spider-Man 2? <laughs> Next game. <laughs> yeah, there's nothing. We can't say anything nope. better than that. <laughs> Next game. <laughs> Number sixty-nine. Star Wars Battlefront. I mean, 
it was a good game for it its time. I I imagine Battlefront Two is deeper on the list. I uh, that yeah, Battlefront was uh, very good. I I really enjoyed it. Uh, although I will say, uh, like all Battlefront games, I've been disappointed by them. I get my hopes up, and I'm like, this is gonna be the greatest. Huh, it's all right, I guess. Still yeah. Spider-Man Two. Now, the highlights are that Darth Vader and Luke Skywalker and more could fight with their respective factions. And more! Some outcomes contradict what happens in the Star Wars films. What? Why would that be a highlight? This game's not considered part of the official canon. Uh, Billy likes to drink soda. (laughs) (laughs) What were you saying, Glitch? I said, what did IGN read it, though? Uh, it, doesn't, it, it doesn't tell me. Actually. Oh, oh my god! They didn't even rate it. But yeah, this. I mean, at the time, this was a really, really cool game. The fact that you could like jump on the vehicles and it was just like fighting between these factions was it hadn't really been done before in this style. So it was really cool. Uh, it just uh, kind of mediocre overall. Like you had all these like, mm-hmm. oh, this is going to be super great, and like, oh no, it's it's just kind of okay. Yeah. Number 68, Sakura Wars, So Long, My Love. Released in March of 2010. Mm. What? Wow! Uh, the Sakura Wars games, uh, I can't imagine anyone else here has, has played them. I haven't even played them. Uh, I, I always really wanted to. I was always intrigued by that like uh, franchise, the Sakura Wars franchise. But I never really learned much about it. I always was just like, oh, there's a lot of games, some anime. I don't really know much about it. Don't know where to begin. And so I never really jumped into it. What, what's the title of it? Sakura Wars. So long, my love. So long, my love. So long this game. I don't even know what it is. Next it's, one. Uh, it, well, it released in 2010, so I'm not surprised you didn't play it. Yep. Um, but it did release in 2005 in Japan. So, you know, just five years later, we finally got it. But it uh, did also release on the Wii at the same time. Uh, uh, indeed. <laughs> uh, indeed. Uh, number 67 is Psychonauts. A game I've heard is fantastic. It's, it's I have a, it on my PC. I just have not played it yet. It's got a cult, cult following to it. Yeah, it's uh, uh, probably of the PS2 like action, 3D action-adventure platformer games. It's probably one of the better ones. I'm surprised it's not a little lower on the list. Yeah, I've heard this. I heard the story's pretty wild. I have it on PC as well. Xander, you get it on that one day Steam sale, like I did. Uh, I like for a dollar, something like that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's just in there. I haven't played it yet. But, but is I've it heard... better than Spider Man Two? <laughs> Probably <laughs> not. Great oh question. It might be. I don't know. Uh, it was re released on the Xbox 360 as a highlight. Won IGN's 2005 Best Game No One Played Award and solidified Tim Schafer's <laughs> career. Is it? Wait, 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 wait. Best Game No One Played. That, that's not an award. That's I, I mean, not an award. That's an honorable mention. It's not an award. <laughs> All right. <laughs> I mean, I'm sure, I'm sure Earthbound would be considered one of the best games that no one has played. It's, it's one of those kind of things. In America, but I'm sure in Japan it was played a ton. That's Number true. 66, Baldur's Gate Dark Alliance. There's too many Baldur's Gate games. <laughs> uh, I mean, yeah, probably, but uh, the Baldur's Gate games are fun. They're Dungeons & Dragons games. They uh, they do a pretty good job. Uh, I enjoy Baldur's Gate pretty well. You uh, own this one, right? I do own this one. Uh, it's 
Yeah, it, it's fun. Uh, I, I, I played it on PC. Uh, but I, I can't imagine the PS2 version is super different. Fair enough. I, it's culturally significant for sure. I don't... <laughs> Number 65, WWE SmackDown. Here comes the pain. Fun game. They, like, just like Madden games, they pumped out a ton of these on the PS2. Goldberg looks really weird in this picture that's on the IGN screen. Oh, do they have gold dust on there? My favorite wrestler. Uh, no, with my limited uh, wrestling knowledge, I think it's Brock Lesnar and Rey Mysterio and Goldberg. I think this was one of the last ones that came out on the PS2. Not even Sergeant Slaughter. Nope. Get out of here. He now, was here, not wrestling at this time. Shut up! Here are the highlights. One, or was John Cena's first SmackDown franchise appearance. Mm. Was the first time players could compete in the Elimination Chamber. And mm. IGN ran a seven-page review on this wrestling game. <laughs> okay. Wait, that's a highlight? <laughs> All right. So, Come on, pages. IGN. It was seven pages, Tony. It's like so, 1,500 words. <laughs> They almost had me at the elimination match thing. I was like, okay, that's a feature of the game. Okay, I, I'm not into wrestling games, but, but you know, I, I'm sure fans of the franchise know what that's all about. That's cool. And then IGN made a seven-page spread of the, 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 the. That's stupid. That's IGN, not a highlight of the game. IGN forced an intern to write seven pages about this game. IGN played this game. <laughs> Number Full story, IGN. <laughs> Number 64, Aggressive Inline. Great game. Oh, it's a skating game, right? Yeah, mm-hmm. inline skating. I played this a ton. Actually, I think this was one of the first games we got for the PS2. I, well, I should say, I think this is one of the first games my brother forced me to get for the PS2. <laughs> <laughs> is it, uh, it is uh, inline skates? <laughs> it's like rollerblading? Yeah, it's rollerblading. It's basically Tony Hawk, but rollerblading. Oh, was it? It was pretty fun, though. But just like a Tony Hawk game, it had a great soundtrack. Uh, I remember Sublime being on there too. Uh, nice. Yeah. So I enjoyed this game. I played it quite a bit. Nice. Nice. I. I never. What do we have next, Xander? <clears throat> I never played it because the uh, the cover for the game looked like the lead singer of Puddle of Mud grinding down a rail, and it just looked stupid. And I just assumed it was like a budget title. I had no idea that it was like actually a decent game. I'm surprised it's on this list, to be honest. Well, uh, it featured 12 aggressive inline pros, quite possibly the only memorable thing to come from inline skating, and scored a 9.1 on IGN. What is What does it mean to be aggressive inline skater? Like, what's a non-aggressive inline skater? You don't a yell skater? so much. Yeah. Oh, okay. Well, wow, that was aggressive. <laughs> number 63, Primal. Is that uh, that dinosaur tournament fighter? Um... Oh, no, that's Primal Rage. Yeah. <laughs> Which is a better game than Primal. <laughs> Probably. But is, is it better than Spider-Man 2? Maybe. <laughs> Spider-Man 2. IGN seems to think so. Well, they scored an, eight, an 8.0 on IGN. Female leads on the PS2 were pretty hard to come by, and even when they did appear, they were either ridiculously proportioned or the epitome of a weakling woman stereotype. This is just one of the reasons why Primal was so refreshing. Jen, even though she had a special power to assume the form of demons, was an everyday gal. She was attractive. No, 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 hang on. We didn't even get, hang on, we didn't get to the ridiculous line yet. What? She was attractive, but with normal-sized breasts, and she was smart and funny. (laughs) <laughs> no! 
No, it's God. In the, it's that in is the review. In the yes. In the review. Oh, my I, God. Wow. I will repeat. She was attractive. You don't need to. You don't need to repeat it. Please don't. <laughs> Please don't. Normal sized, you know? That's, <laughs> that's awful. That's, that's awful. Also, that's super awful. And it's also, I mean, and it's even the line before that, though. She's just your average, like, you know, regular woman who can, you know, transform into a demon. Even though she could transform into demons. Like, even though, like, what is the alternative? <laughs> She doesn't. She transforms into angels. She can make herself into a puddle of water. I don't know what's. Yeah, this this game doesn't really say anything other than it was a very like it was one of the first inspired female lead platform games. I hate it doesn't tell sexism. you what it's about other than like she's trying to get her boyfriend back. It's it's just like I hate how toxic and sexist sexist like gaming yeah. culture is, and this is just a prime example of not only were they okay to publish this when the game came out, they were okay to publish this when they made their top 100 list of the PS2 games. Like, how is that approved a second time? I am Google searching Primal Breast, and this game is not coming up. Xander, I don't know what you're talking about. <laughs> it's just, just, just Primal. <laughs> uh, I, I can appreciate that it's a female lead, uh, and I can appreciate that she has regular proportions. Uh, that's swell. But it defies the sexism to a certain degree when the men writing this article are ogling her and being like, well, you know, she has like normal sized breasts. That makes her like a really powerful female lead, right? And it's like, nice try, IGN. You, you, <laughs> you got so close and yet you were so far from the mark. I've got some friends who are women, you know. <laughs> <laughs> I, you know, I, uh, I, I've talked to women before. My mom is a woman. <laughs> Good job, IGN. I got Good a job. Mom. Number sixty-two, <laughs> okay. mercenaries. You said that Resident Evil game? No. So I played Mercenaries two. That was goofy and fun. I just never, never played Mercenaries one. Nope. There's a pretty intriguing plot about fictionalized North Korea trying to take over the world, but its real draw was the sandbox construction combined with absolute destruction potential. Basically, if you saw it, you could destroy it. So for any, anyone nursing some suppressed rage, this was a way to burn off some of that frustration without doing anything illegal. Oh, that sounds problematic. Not the North Korea stuff. That I, That's not even a fictionalized well, that, version of North Korea. That that's was, just regular North Korea. <laughs> uh, the fact that uh, uh, if you have latent rage, take it out in this game. That I mean, just, that's, that's one of the reasons Grand Theft Auto got so popular. Yeah, but it seems like that's a weird draw for you to be writing your top 100 list. Latent rage at North Korea, which doesn't make any sense. So Han Solo and Indiana Jones are unlockable characters. Really? Can you, can you imagine programming both of those characters into Indi the game? LucasArts did this game. Indiana Jones isn't a mercenary. He's an archaeologist. <laughs> I mean, Han Solo, I can, I can buy yeah, that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I can't, I can't sell you on him not being a mercenary, but... I can't uh, imagine how tough it must have been to program both of those characters in the game. Yeah, right. right. Uh, <laughs> one. Here's the thing, though. Uh, uh, little known fact that doesn't come up in the Indiana Jones movies very often. Uh, he really hates North Korea. It's true. Oh, okay. Yeah, he, he's killed a lot of North Koreans with his bull whip. Number 60, yeah. 61, The Warriors. 
I oh, heard this by was Rockstar, a right? popular game. Yeah. yeah. I've heard it was really good, too. I just never saw the movie and so never thought, oh, I should play this game. Yes, come yeah, on. Yeah, I didn't see the play, movie yeah. two years later, and even seeing the movie didn't make me want to play this game. And, so. <laughs> I've heard good things about it, uh, but I never got into the uh, the Warriors myself. I feel like it's just another bully. Like it's just bully, but with gang members. Yeah, I think it was a, it was a cool concept for that time of like taking this cult classic movie and then making it like you know resurging its popularity. I thought that was a really cool thing. I wish it would be done with more things. But yeah, I just think the true. audience wasn't there for it because I I didn't even know what Warriors was until this game came out. Yeah, me neither. But it came out around the same time as it was finally released on DVD with like a special edition, so it was like kind of a big deal. Oh, okay. Uh, number sixty, Sly Three: Honor Among Thieves. Sure is a Sly Cooper game. Yeah, I, I think, I've heard. I've heard good things about the series. Yeah, I think we've kind of covered with Ratchet and Clank. I think we've we've kind of covered what our feelings are going to be about these games. So, Agreed. in the sake of time, we can just say culturally significant. Yep. We're too old and dumb to play games like this. <clears throat> Number 59, Fatal Frame 2, Crimson Butterfly. Wow. Now, if you want to play a game at night, this is not the game to play. <laughs> it oh. is one of the scariest games on the platform. Yep. Vastly yep. improved picture-taking. This and game will, yeah, this game is very creepy. I mean, essentially, it's working on the fact that you need to be the most scared to play this game because... The closer the ghost gets to you, that's when you do the most damage to the enemy. So you're basically you're just walking around with a camera, and you have to capture the souls of the ghost, and by doing so, you damage them. And it's like two twin sisters just walking through a, through a village. And it scored an 8.5 on IGN. Huh. <laughs> it's a fun game. It's yeah, good. I've always heard great things about the Fatal Very creepy. Series. I've played one of them. I don't remember which, and it was interesting. I just never got through it enough. I was playing so much Resident Evil that to jump out and play any other survival horror games, I just never did. <laughs> Sorry. Oh, Tony's got it right there. How about oh, that? Oh, wow. It's a cool cover. Number 58, Star Ocean, Till the End of Time. Yeah. I like this one. They just did a remake of it. I don't know much about this game. I didn't either. Star Ocean is a, a, a pretty interesting series. It's uh, uh, originally started by Enix uh, and whatever studio they were, you know, getting to make games. And, uh, yeah, so now it's a part of Square Enix. And uh, they haven't done a ton with the series. They come out every few years, but I've heard the last, like, few of them haven't been very good. Uh, so some of these original ones, PlayStation or Super Nintendo, PlayStation, and PlayStation 2 are probably some of the better ones. Yeah, I think they remade the, the original as well and did, like, updated graphics, I think, for it. Yeah, the Super Nintendo uh, yeah. one was re-released recently, yeah. I really, really enjoyed this game. I This is one of the ones that, uh, working at Best Buy, we had the ability to take quizzes through vendors. Yep. And you get points, and you could use those points to redeem for games. And I took – this is one of the games that I would redeem for – uh, I would redeem points for to to purchase for free, um, and I really really enjoyed this game. So number fifty seven, I'm gonna so this this we're doing this on Zoom so we can see each other here. Uh, it doesn't really transfer for listeners, but you'll kind of get the idea. Uh, keep in mind what we talked about with Primal, okay? 
Here's the next game on the list, number 57. Tomb Raider Anniversary. Look at the screenshot they give you. Come on. Come on. No. Come on. Come on. I mean, they got the important part right there. It's, it's so so for those of you listening, uh, it's Tomb Raider anniversary, and the <sighs> screenshot that they post is just zoomed in on Laura's chest. You can't even see her eyes. It's like nose down, like it's it's literally That's just her chest. Awful, just awful. But it scored a seven point eight on IGN. So I yeah. almost don't want to review the rest of this list. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I uh, I'm not gonna lie. Uh, I like earlier in the list it's like okay yeah you're you're botching it up guys but you know maybe you're trying clearly they're not trying hard enough (laughs) next game number 56 need for speed hot pursuit 2 these games always sold really well yeah but i never never played them yeah i never got that into racing games so i same here same yeah we're not the racing types (laughs) It yeah. scored a 9.0 upon its release at IGN.com. I know a lot of people like them. This is the first time that that's said IGN.com and not just IGN. So that's a... That's oh, a dot com? That's what they've been talking it's about? It's a website? Time? Wait, you mean when we're talking about IGN, you guys are talking about IGN.com? Yeah. Well, that changes everything. <laughs> Number changes 55... Nothing. Made platformers fun again. One of the most hyped games for the platform and scored a 9.4 on IGN, not IGN.com. Jack Spider-Man and Baxter, two? the precursor legacy. Oh, not Spider-Man 2. Nah, not Spider-Man 2. <laughs> uh, I don't know how much I trust this list at this point. Uh, uh, this The next one redeems it a little bit. Number 54 is Silent Hill 2. Which, while I've never played anything past the first Silent Hill, I understand Silent Hill 2 is regarded really as one of the I'm surprised this is not top Higher. 50. Yeah. yeah. yeah top, I, I would have thought this would have been like top 20. Oh, yeah. I, I could imagine it being in the, the... Are you texting Sean right now, like letting him know? <laughs> uh, I could imagine it being in the top five. Oh, yeah. There you go. <laughs> I can absolutely imagine it being in the top five. Oh, not 50s. That's really surprising. <laughs> Yeah, the Silent Hill games are ones that I've always been meaning to go back and play through. I just never got around to it because the first one scared the bejesus out of me. <laughs> Dude, the game was so scary. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I'm going to say this is probably one of the first major injustices on this list. Yeah, I think so. I'm not even big on survival horror, and I feel like this is an injustice. No joke. This game is culturally significant. It, like, yeah, not even just <laughs> us messing around. Like, this is legitimately culturally significant. All right, number 53. Chops, wake up. Rogue Galaxy. Yeah. I like this one. It's Space Pirates. <laughs> space Pirates. Now again, I'll remind you, to like. we're recording in the wee hours of the morning, and Chops really perked up when I said Rogue Galaxy. <laughs> He's got such a big smile on his face right Rogue now. Rogue Galaxy's great. It's Space Pirates. RPG. Come on. I, I will say, uh, I had never really heard of this game back in, like, the PS2 times. And then when I first jumped on Legend of Retro and had to defend Chops's list uh, mm-hmm. that he had made of the RPG protagonist, and he was like, all right, there's this guy. And I was like, okay, yeah. And he's like, space pirate. And I was like, all right, now you have my attention. 
the developer of beloved role-playing games like Dark Cloud and Dragon Quest VIII gave the PS2 a grand send-off with this pirate-themed extravaganza. Level 5 did it? I suppose. Interesting. It's, it's, a, it's a very under-the-radar game. And it's an action RPG, if I remember correctly. Ah, you're losing me. I think. <laughs> let me look it up real quick. Well, let me if tell you the highlights. turn-based... If it ain't turn-based, I don't want it. Well, the highlights. The title is a reference to the main character's full name, Jaster Rogue. Developer nice. Level 5 is also responsible for the Professor Layton series on Nintendo DS. Yep. Yeah, it's, it's, it's an action role-playing game. And its last highlight, it's Rogue, not Rouge. What? All right, well, I'm done. I gotta leave. I can't. <laughs> I can't deal with this anymore, guys. Like, this is just, like, this is literally hurting me to go through it. This is worse than, I don't even remember the other company's oh. name list that we did. Complex? <laughs> yes, this is now, worse than them. Now, hang on, because the next one has great highlights. Number 52 <sighs> is NBA Street Volume 2. Oh, okay. uh, let me guess. They're really athletic is no. what they're going to say in there. Highlights. Not one, but three versions of Michael Jordan. Added strategy with two levels of game breakers. And, Tony, I hope you're already pulling this up on eBay because IGN's Fran Mirabella never earned a nickname. Wait a second. Uh, I played this game a lot, and I thoroughly enjoyed this game. Uh, I've I've heard it was great. (laughs) Yeah, it's a very fun, like, NBA Jam type. I mean, I I guess I wouldn't say NBA Jam, but it's like three-on-three. But you could do all these great moves and combos i thought it was a really fun nba game was it better than space pirates uh yes how dare you do you earn it's a number higher than space pirates do you earn a nickname in the game through some you can give yourself a nickname yeah okay well ign's fran mirabella never earned a nickname she never earned a nickname man mine was t-bone nice i'll tell you this fran mirabella don't care don't know who you are (laughs) Yeah, I, I do not care that they exist. <laughs> Does not and matter in the slightest. The last game on the list, and, and by the list, I mean for this episode, number 51 is another one that I'm surprised wasn't higher, Twisted Metal Black. It was like the the revitalization of the series. It was. I remember I Sean really good- posted, played this game a ton, and I would go over and like, I watched it, and I was like, this, is, this seems really cool. It was really dark. Uh, it was the first time I'd ever heard the song Paint It Black by the Rolling Stones, which just then became like one of my favorites. Um, is that one of the highlights that Paint It Black is in there? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> the other highlights is that it was the fifth Twisted Metal game and that it was the first and only Twisted Metal game to get a mature rating. But nothing, about, nothing about the game itself. Yeah, no. nothing about the game itself. Okay. Um, so yeah, it can, especially compared to when Chaps and I did the the original Twisted Metal episode, the storylines actually seemed interesting. The characters, <laughs> the characters, uh, I was like, oh wow, that's really that's really cool, and it was just like really dark. But uh, yeah, I'm, I'm. I mean, I guess in the grand scheme of things, Fifty One's not a bad place for it. I'm just surprised it's not a little bit higher, especially being a beloved PlayStation franchise. Right. All right. Well, that's the end of our uh, our. IGN list. You guys want to hear? Just, uh, I'll, just I'll just go through real quick what Complex said. Were the were there the top half of their top fifty? Well, shouldn't we wait? 
I guess. No one's saying anything. Why? <laughs> sure. Why not? Essentially, you're saying, do you have to be a patron to hear the top 50 of Complex? Which I say, yes, you should. Okay. Fair enough. <laughs> well, let's uh, let's give our uh, the first half of our top 10 list, shall we? Let's do it. Oh, now it's time for that. Gotcha. Yeah. <laughs> so number 10 on my list uh, was God of War. And the reason why it's not higher is because I only played it once and it was I was really struggling to uh, come up with PlayStation exclusive games that I played at that time. So it's it's more of an honorable mention because I've turns out I didn't really play a ton of PlayStation 2 games. Fair enough. Uh, my number 10 is Aggressive Inline. Nice. Yeah. So I was I pretty surprised it was on the list to be honest. Craig? Uh, okay. Uh, my top uh, my 10th spot is Mobile Suit Gundam Zionic Front. Nice. My number 10 is Okami. I'm Good sure pick. we'll see that much higher in lives. Yeah. Another game I've never played. I imagine that'll be a top 10 on this uh, IGN list. Uh, my number 9 was Manhunt, which we've already discussed. Yep. Uh, number 9 for me was Mafia. I enjoyed that game quite a bit. Another like uh, Grand Theft Auto open world, but set in you know the 50s, 40s. Mm-hmm. Which My actually, number... uh, they're, they're, uh, they just released a definitive edition for that. Yeah, so I was going to mention that. Craig? Uh, my number nine is Harvest Moon Save the Homeland. It was not nearly as good as the previous Harvest Moon games, uh, and I was kind of disappointed by it, but I still played it a lot. That's the one where it's like the main character is like kneeling and holding a dog on the cover, right? Yes. Yeah, and I also remember I wasn't like, impressed by it. <laughs> yeah, it's like a bunch of like mini stories really like you complete a little mini story and then like the game ends and you have to start over it's really weird that's when harvest moon kind of went full anime on me and i kind of lost interest i don't blame you it wasn't very good but i kind of enjoyed it anyhow chops number nine echo eco eco whatever you want to say it's another game i've always wanted to play but never got around to that's Uh, one i just recently played number eight onimusha warlords which uh until last night when I was making my list, I didn't realize it was the title of the game. I always thought it was just Onimusha. I never noticed the little black text that said Warlords on the cover. And it's, it's, getting, it's gotten re-released and like remastered, and I've always seen it as Onimusha Warlords. I'm like, nah, that's not the Onimusha I know. And it has been the entire time. I'm an idiot. Onimusha's great. It's Resident Evil, but you're Samurai. Yeah, I, I enjoyed Onimusha a bit, and I'm not even huge on survival horror. Glitch. All right. Uh, number eight for me, Crash Bandicoot Wrath of Cortex. Just another, you know, Crash Bandicoot game. Nothing too special. PS2 graphics. That's about all they had going for it. <laughs> Craig? Uh, my number eight is Mobile Suit Gundam Federation versus Xeon. It was like an arcade-style get... uh, uh, arena battler. It was pretty fun. Can't wait till we get to Journey to Jabro. <laughs> it's coming up. <laughs> Chops. Rogue Galaxy. I'm surprised that's not higher for you. I've got better games on there. Fair enough. But Space Pirates, And it's, and it's not Rouge Galaxy. It sure isn't. <laughs> Get it right or pay the price. Number seven for me was Resident Evil Code Veronica X. Nice. I've always wanted to play that. I've heard it's really good. Yeah, I really enjoyed it. Apparently, on uh, on later playthroughs, it, it doesn't age particularly well, but Alfred Ashford is, is a pretty great villain. <laughs> uh... My number seven, Prince of Persia, Sands of Time. Which is getting a remake. Which is getting a remake, yeah. Uh, Ubisoft just announced it. 
You were really excited about that. I was, yeah. That's It's a great game, so I'm really excited to play it again. Greg? I wish my number seven was going to get a remake, but nobody's ever heard of it. It's Way of the Samurai. All right. It's uh, uh, a really awesome game. You uh, you start off as uh, like the samurai guy on a bridge, and you have the the choice of either helping these dudes like kidnap this girl for like the Lord or resisting them. It's got a lot going on in the game, even if the combat system is less than stellar. Fair enough. Chops. The OG Kingdom Hearts. All right. Disney Square. Maybe you're so wrong. <laughs> Hoodies. <laughs> Emo. Leather straps. Uh, number six duck. for me was uh, probably surprising you that it's this low on my list is Guitar Hero 2. Well, that's because you're waiting ah. to talk wow. about how you love Guitar Hero Aerosmith later on in your list, right? No, I put, because <laughs> Guitar Hero 2 I played mostly on Xbox 360, which is oh. why I couldn't rate it higher. What a, but what a, but you really are in, really into the uh, Guitar Hero, uh, or is it Rock Band Metallica? Dang it. No, it's Guitar Hero Metallica. Guitar Hero Metallica or Guitar Hero Beatles. Uh, that's Rock Band Beatles. Dang it. <laughs> uh, my number six was Madden 05. This was the one I played the most. This is when Madden games really started picking up, in my opinion. I feel like everyone, for the most part, was getting was, Madden games. Would you say it was a touchdown game? I mean, I would say it's better than Spider-Man 2. How dare you? Wow. <laughs> Puh. Puh. <laughs> Craig? My number six is Mobile Suit Gundam. <laughs> <laughs> yes. <laughs> uh, and in the spirit of IGN, I ask our listeners to go back to the Legend of Retro episode and hear my opinions on the matter. Fair enough. Chops, number six. God of War. Nice. The OG. It kicked off the whole thing. And if IGN has their way about it, when I'm sure they'll mention it, they'll probably talk about the boob sex scenes. There you go. Sure, there will just be a nice screenshot of the boobs. It'll be, one, it'll be all Shadowed three of the highlights. Sex scenes. Ugh. All right. Well, that's going to wrap up this episode of the Legend of Retro podcast. Uh, if you are a Patreon subscriber of $5 or more, you will get Game Shark, uh, the special episode that we do where we cover the top 50 games of PlayStation 2, give our the remaining of our list, we give our predictions of what the top five will be, and we will talk about Complex's top 50 games of the PlayStation 2. And that is out right now. So these were released tandem with each other. So go ahead. Check it out if you're a patron member. And if you're not, throw us five bucks. It's going to be a great time. Yeah, uh, we definitely appreciate the support. And uh, it's not just Game Shark that you get for your five bucks. You also get uh, Last Action Podcast post-credit scene. You get Noiseland Arcade Smart Line. You get Behind the DM Screen with uh, Noobs and Dragons. And you get the uh, Muster Bust with uh, GameZilla Podcast on top of a bunch of other cool uh, shows. And for five bucks, you get it all. You don't have to, I mean, just, it's nice that you keep giving us five bucks, but really you could cheat the system. Just give us a five bucks one time. You can do it. You no can do it. Know. Also, but then, next, to but then oh. next month, you won't get our draft episode for our next bracket. It's true. And also, we need to hear Tony rap. So get on it. True. True. Yeah. God, I am so excited for that. You have no idea. <laughs> <laughs> I hope that Glitch raps like Charlie Tuna. Just total baritone, deep throat. <laughs> like, oh, God, that's going to be great. I was thinking the opposite, more MC Chris. 
just blend the two of them somehow. Okay. All right. Like your verses are MC Chris, but your your hooks all you. Charlie. I can do that. I can handle that. <laughs> all right. Well, thanks so much for listening. And if you want to hear the top fifty, jump on over to Game Shark. Jump on Patreon, Gamezilla Media. Uh, or patreon.com slash gamesillamedia and uh, listen there. And uh, other than that, we will catch you next time when the legend continues.